This is Entrepreneurs The Playbook, where each week I bring you some of the greatest athletes, celebrities, and entrepreneurs to talk about their personal and professional playbook to success. Welcome to Office Hours. I'm David Meltzer, and there are legends, and then there's legends. And our first guest is John Hennessy, a true legend, professor at Stanford. He's, of course, an author like every other professor at Stanford. I don't think you can be at Stanford without being an author, author but he's also the chair of Alphabet. And for those of you that don't know what Alphabet is, you know, I always say Google it, um, no pun intended. Uh, one of the most extraordinary uh, uh, holding companies in the world that is the wholly owned subsidiary. Uh, Google is the wholly owned subsidiary of uh, Alphabet. But anyway, John, welcome to Office Hours. Delighted to be here, David. Well, thank you so much for everything. And, you know, I think your whole career, you know, part or parcel of what your intentions were is to give back as being a professor and an author and pouring your wisdom into your community uh, at the highest level, by the way. Um, but later on in everyone's career, there seems to be a shift uh, really to prioritize giving back, to paying it forward, to leaving uh, the next generation with the dummy tax that we paid and it seems to me that you are taking the next step. You and Phil Knight, for example, have an extraordinary scholarship fund uh, that's helping the brightest minds to help impact or even change the world. Uh, for you, when did that shift in your career take place for someone who's always been philanthropic uh, and giving back minded, but yet now it seems to be the priority of your career? You know, for me, it, it happened as I contemplated what I was going to do when I stepped down as Stanford president, which kept me very busy for 16 years. Um, and I decided on the advice of a colleague that I should try to do one more thing. And I, I, I was talking to Jim Collins as well, and he said something interesting. He said, you know, people who have long productive lives reinvent themselves. And so I said, I'm going to reinvent myself and go work on developing the next generation of leaders that the world so desperately needs. And, you know, we bring in 80, 90 students from around the world, chosen from three, four, five thousand that apply and really give them the opportunity to have a great education and develop their leadership skills with the goal of, of going out and changing the world. And for me, I get this multiplicative effect because I've got now I've got 80 students coming in every year um, that can go out and do good things for the world. Wow. John, it's a pleasure to be here with you um, and truly an honor. So I so appreciate you spending time with us today. Uh, my question for you is really surrounded on this concept of intuition with entrepreneurs. A lot of the entrepreneurs that I work with are highly intuitive, maybe even on the, you know, kind of more of the creative spectrum. And I just look at this incredible success that you've had and being a professor in the School of Engineering at Stanford as well, looking at that going like these two kind of interesting ideas and how they work together, but how they're very different. What are maybe some success stories from your life of where you've leveraged your intuition, maybe even over the you know, quantitative, quantitative analysis that you had in the moment or an entrepreneur that you saw do great things? I'm so curious of a story behind that. It's a great question, Nick. You know, I, I I had some great entrepreneurial experiences of my own in my own time, but I think uh, the two things I saw that really convinced me they were going to change the world were the early versions of what became Yahoo and the early versions of what became Google. And I saw them both when they were in their prototype stage as a as a research tool that our students were working on. 
And I, I remember when I saw the Yahoo demo, uh, Jerry Yang and Dave Filo took me over and they showed me how they were organizing their favorite websites as the World Wide Web was growing. And then they showed me that their favorite online pizza place <laughs> now allowed you to order online. Wow. And all of a sudden it occurred to me that this was going to change the way the we did things, where the way the way what the web worked. And it was really the beginning of the birth of e-commerce, right? That now has pervaded our world. So sometimes you see those things and you say, that's a change. It was the same thing with Google. When I saw the first demo of their search engine, it was so much better than what we had out there. Um, that I said, boy, this is really, search is now going to be the new tool for lots of people. Hmm. Love that, thank you. Yeah, truly an honor. John, thank you very much uh, for being <coughs> with us today. Um, I sometimes get called the godfather of solar sales as if the, uh, as if the moniker, the chairman of Alphabet and overseeing <laughs> of Google wasn't enough. One of my personal tech heroes, Mark Andreessen, called you the godfather of Silicon Valley. <laughs> Um, I'm curious, uh, having been there, as you just described, at the, seeing the demo on Yahoo, like, are you kidding me? You were at the demo <laughs> for Yahoo. Starting there and, and obviously along that line of becoming the godfather of Silicon Valley, what do you see as the next stage or the next frontier uh, for Google and the whole tech space Silicon Valley world? Well, we are, we are in the middle of the AI revolution, really. And in fact, I'd say we're, we're just at the beginning. This technology, I, and I've been a technologist now for 40 plus years. I've seen a lot of technologies move fast. The internet, uh, the birth of the microprocessor, nothing has moved as fast as this, uh, this new machine learning technology. And you, you look at it, the models we used for natural language just three or four years ago are gone. They're completely gone, replaced with these new large language models. So the rate at which progress is being made is phenomenal. And I think we're going to see, we're going to, I think some of us, I didn't think I'd live to see the place where machines would really be thought of as intelligent as humans. I now think I'm going to be alive and mm. see that in the next decade or two at worst. Wow, that's exciting. Watch how he keeps glitching. I don't even think he's real. <laughs> it's a deep, guy's real. Okay, people wonder like, how the hell did you get John Hennessy deep fake? <laughs> not as dumb as, not as dumb as I look. So, uh, real Jeff Hoffman. <laughs> um, John, something you can help me with. And by the way, a huge fan of your uh, your Knight Hennessy Scholarship Program. We do a lot of work. I, I speak at universities all around the world. And I'm having trouble with a question that I'm sure you hear all the time. Um, today's generation of young people, your next set of recruits, aren't entirely sure of the value prop anymore, right? So many times they say, I I'm a tech guy. They say, I'll just go start an internet company like you. Why do I need an education? And of course, my answer is my ability to learn, which I learned through my secondary education, is the reason I was able to succeed. But what is formal education's answer to What's the future of college, the future of school? Why do I need to go there and what do I get out of it? Because it's a hard question that we're going to keep getting. Yeah, I, I agree with that, Jeff. Look, I mean, if you're in a tech field, the skills we're going to teach you, we're going to teach you some very basic material, which will last your entire life. But that's not that doesn't take four years. And we're going to teach you some things which are immediately applicable. But you're going to have to be a lifelong learner. That's what we're going to teach you. We're going to teach you how to be a lifelong learner, how to have the confidence and the ability to wade into a field, to learn something new that you haven't taken before. 
and to constantly update and keep your skills up. You know, I tell the young people of today, you know, my father worked at one job for most of his life. And lots of us will have one, one career, even if we work at multiple different places. The next generation, they're going to have multiple careers. They're going to do very different things over their lives. And they've got to be prepared for that kind of change. And that's what a great undergraduate education should do for somebody. We have one more question. Yeah, go, please. Let's say Dave reapplies, and we all write him recommendation <laughs> letters. Please. He's thinking about He's it. He's thinking. I don't know. Hey, Dave, can you keep up with the workload? <laughs> I, I, I hope so. I'm pretty consistent now. And, you know, speaking of colleges, I think this is a really big point because as I work with thousands of entrepreneurs, young entrepreneurs, that's the most common question. And they always ask me, well, you went to law school, you, you went to undergrad, not Stanford, but other places. And I will tell you, my undergrad, beyond it was the only college that would let me play football, which Stanford definitely wasn't going to let me play. But more importantly, uh, I always say I learned to be a student. And the idea as I got older, a student does two things. They learn to pay attention to what they want, and then they learn to give intention to it uh, in five levels. So at college, you learn to do things a certain way, say things think things, believe things, and even feel them in emotional intelligence that only occurs through this unified system of thought of wherever you went to school, which is so important. But the thing I didn't realize till I got older and what I tell these young entrepreneurs is, hey, look, going to college to me is the mathematical equation of luck. And they look at me, because you will learn to be a student, and if you learn to pay attention to and give intention to what you want, it will equal the coincidences. And those are the successful people when you can control the coincidences, the coinciding of what you want through intention of what you get or better. And I think you know, whether it is Stanford or all the hundreds of schools out there, that we have to make a concerted effort of saying, look, college is not for everyone. And I've made that recommendation as well. But education is and being a student is. And you have to make the determination where's the best place for you to learn how to learn as John has suggested. Uh, since we have a couple of minutes, John, I always love to ask someone this, you know, what's your latest takeaway? You know, someone is, gets an influx of so much information. Do you have a golden nugget, a quote, or a takeaway that recently really has resonated with you or inspired you? You know, the quote, <laughs> I, I, uh, the quote I like to use is something that's uh, loosely attributed to Socrates. He never, he never said it, but it's something I remind our scholars of. And the quote goes out, more or less paraphrase it. Um, Regard your reputation as a most precious jewel or as a fire, which once extinguished is very hard to reignite. And Think of that when you when you go on social media. Think about the fact that what you put there is going to be there for generations to come. And think about how you want to build your reputation and what how people will regard you uh, as you go forward in your life. The king of the golden nuggets, the chairman of Alphabet, reminding us, remembering and recollecting, as your shirt says, something like, be kind to your future self do good deeds. And John Hennessy has been doing great deeds for a long time. Please promise me you'll come back again, either whether you're real or not. We appreciate whichever John Hennessy's here. Thank you so much for coming to Office Hours. Thank you, David. I'll bring the deep fake next time. <laughs> we'll check it out. I'm sure Alphabet owns that too. So <laughs> take care. Thank you for joining us. Thanks. Bye now.